Being in Alaska, escaping to nature is one of our favorite pastimes. Taking a hike, going hunting, or simply sharing a few brews with friends and family around a campfire is the best way to unwind from the grind of daily life and find a level of peace that's hard to come by in any other setting. But unfortunately, that's not always the case. And sometimes that peace can quickly turn to hair-raising fear when you find yourself face-to-face -face with the unexplainable in isolation far outside the reach of cell towers and a strong Wi-Fi connection. In part one of Creepy Campfire Tales, we'll be taking a look into times when simple camping outages or treks through the woods took a quick and terrifying turn for the worst. We'll see you on the inside. You are now entering the realm of the Freaky Deaky, an unsuspecting stop at the crossroads of fantasy and reality, where the frayed edges of make-believe seep into this cookie-cutter, white picket world you've been led to believe is far from extraordinary. What you're about to hear are true stories. <clears throat> Alleged true stories. Christian, just... <sighs> okay. Tales of the strange and inexplicable thought only to exist in film and folklore. Although difficult to accept, we do not know everything about this reality, about time or space, what lies beneath the ocean's depths. And try though we might, the unchanging truth remains. There are some things we legitimately cannot explain logically. Welcome back to the Freaky Deaky. As you heard moments ago, we're talking campfire tales today. We're talking about people that went out camping, experienced... And died? No. Otherwise, we probably wouldn't hear the stories. But creepy stuff, you know, I'm talking finding weird ritual sites. Ooh, I love that. When you're just hiking through the woods. We're yep. talking entities that try to lure you into the woods. Talking all kinds of creepy hillbilly stuff. You know, it gets pretty creepy. We got some crazy camping stories, and I want to make this into a series. We have a bunch of random little series within the show, and Creepy Campfire Tales is one that I want to keep going in the future because this is just the start of it. You know, there are so many crazy stories that you hear from people who go camping or fishing or hunting, and they have these weird run-ins with stuff that they can't quite explain, or they can't explain. Like, hey, that was Bigfoot, you know? I digress. If you are new to the show... Welcome. It's good to meet you. My name is Scott. My co-host slash father-in-law, Christian, is the other guy. Uh, <laughs> and uh, if you could take a quick moment of your time, rate us five stars on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening, honestly. It does a lot to help us grow the show, and we are all about growing the show. And you can find us on social media at Pod on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, or TFT Paranormal on TikTok, if that's more your vibe. Was that but, a glitch in the Matrix? Yes, it was. Also... If you have a story that you'd like to share with us, if you want to come on the show and share some paranormal experiences from your life, we'd love to hear that. We'd love to have you on. Shoot us an email at the gang at thefreakydeaky.com. And now we got that monkey off our back. Let's get into some creepy stories, shall we? Christian, do you have any scary stories from camping outside of having to wipe your ass in the woods? I remember one time. Well, actually, I do actually I have two. I have a hunting story and a camping story. I'll go with the camping story first because it's not paranormal-ish. 
but we were out camping. It was in the desert, so it's not even an exciting place to camp. Definitely not. But you could hear all the coyotes walking around us and running around us. We couldn't really see them very often, but they were there. And every once in a while, we catch a glimpse of one. Mm. And then the hunting one helped when I was, or hap- happened when I was little, um, probably seven or eight. I went deer hunting with my dad, and he went out. We his friend and him parked on the side of the road. He told me to stay with his friend while he went in and to the trees to see if he could find a deer. And he came out like about a half a mile away, quarter mile away, something like that. I was a kid. I couldn't tell. It was probably 20 feet away, but yeah. No, it was not, it was farther <laughs> than that because when he took his shot, it was from a long ways away. No, he was shooting at you? Yeah. First time for everything. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Not the last time. No. Yeah. Um, so he can't, comes out of the to the side of the road like about a half a mile away. Mm-hmm. I see him. But I guess he'd spooked a deer and this deer came running out of the trees right in front of me and stopped like 10 feet away from me. And his friend was over by the truck having a beer because it's the 70s. Classic. You know, and didn't have his gun in his hand. Called a road soda. Yeah. Yeah. I I didn't know that, but makes sense. Hmm. So the night my dad had seen this deer run out and he saw it like start to tilt its head down like it was going to charge because I'd blocked where it was going to go. And he shot at it. The deer took off because he missed it. It was, ran through a campsite. Bunch, like early morning or something or lunch. I don't remember it's when like it Girl, was. Girl Scouts. But everybody was in camp. All of a sudden, it sounded like a war. All these drunk guys sitting around camp <laughs> so all started shooting at this thing. And one of them actually got it, but it was too young. And So they he, buried it. No, he actually got, got caught later on and got ticketed for it. But those are my two stories. Nothing okay. paranormal. Yeah, and that's what I was hoping for when you said that, but it's fine. It's fine. Those are the type of stories that I definitely would have left out of this episode, but I'm not going to. Obviously, the deer was possessed. There you go. We brought it home. Yeah, so these these all actually came from like several different Reddit threads that I was, you know, I, I like to peruse. I like yeah. to do some light browsing at night, and this came together via a trip to Taco Bell that took way too long. Thanks, drive through at Wasilla Taco Bell. Before, so, before we get into the story... Yes. Let me ask you a question. Please. This always ends well. You ask me to share experiences from time to time. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to pull some paranormal experience out of my ass. Yeah. Do you want to know why I do that? Why? Because you always pull a paranormal experience out of your ass. Did, but have you not realized that? It's still all in the same house. Okay. So yeah. So it's a very short period yeah, in my but life. Ghosts and demons aren't real. Sure, Christian. Anyway. Yeah. This story comes from BH Crom 831. I like that guy. Yeah, I bet you do. And they say, went turkey hunting with my dad in the Shawnee National Forest several years ago. I was about 10. Took one afternoon to hike and scout hunting spots. Along the trail, we saw a few blood splatters and drips, but not a big deal. It's nature. And nature is metal. I added that part just to spice it up. About a quarter mile up the trail, however, we came upon three dogs hanging from a tree, gutted, bled out, and skinned. That's not good. That is not what you want to see on a trail. Okay, now that was pretty weird and scary. We kept going a bit. I don't know why. First of all, that's when you stop and say, you know what? Not today. Turn around. When the God of death comes for you, what do you say, Christian? Not today. That's what you say. Okay, now that was pretty weird and scary. We kept going a bit further as there was a bluff not too far up the way that was pretty cool to look at. Come to the bluff, find weird symbols burned into the ground and on the sides of the rock wall. Candle wax absolutely everywhere and more blood all over the ground. By that time, my dad, whom I've never seen scared in my life, looked at me and said, let's go. And we took off at a pretty quick pace back to the camp. 
The worst part is that we didn't leave the campsite, so that night I laid awake in the camper, freaking out at every sound I heard. Still get goosebumps thinking about that event to this day. Obviously, the elites were in the Shawnee National Forest. Yeah. Sacrificing children. Blood sacrifice, dog sacrificing dogs. But still, I mean, there's sacrificial you know, rituals that include animals. Yeah, these were obviously teenagers. You think so? Yeah. But do you really think so? Yeah. Okay, so, oh, let me, I have to dive further into this. You don't think that this could have been some ritual where they're like trying to get something out of it, where it's like, oh, I need more money. And the. Yeah, but it sounds like a teenager style of, oh, let's go worship Satan and pretend mm. we're harsh. Yeah. And we have another Satan worshiping campsite later in the episode. I'm, if you're going to worship is, Satan, you might as well go camping. Yeah, there you go. That's what that's what all the forest rangers say. Yeah, but I'm what I'm saying is that teenagers they want to worship Satan. They usually throw on some metal and they're just like, "Yeah, Satan's cool." Some they dance around a fire or whatever and sing kumbaya. But it's Nordic metal, totally sure. different than regular metal. But when you go to the ex extreme of hanging, gutting, and skinning three dogs from a tree, that's where I think, oh, maybe these people are a little more in tune with the ritual world than some locals that are like, yeah, let's go out for a uh, Mike's hard lemonade and pretend like we're badass. You what know? did they do? Read the Nepro ne Necronomicon and say, Ooh, let's do this. Maybe there's a lot of candle wax Christian. You can never, you can't really count it out. I just, did. well, they definitely weren't starting an Etsy shop out there. I can tell you that much. All I, right? wonder, I wonder if that would work. A blood candle. Yeah. What happened to your dogs? <laughs> well, I started a business obviously. Yeah. It's, Business is booming. There's a lot of unclaimed dogs at the pound. Where do you think I get it from? Were they rescues for a while? Yeah. yeah this got pretty dark. We're about 10 minutes in. And it's it's already the darkest episode we've ever had. Is it though? Yeah, it's a weird story from your start. I should have started off on something. I mean, that was like light. It's not super paranormal. It's not, you know, technically paranormal at all, but it could be sorcery. You, you had to know I wasn't just going to be like, oh, yeah, organized devil worshipers. You know, I was so used to you agreeing with shit lately that I was like, he's going to get it. He's going to see this is going to be the one that turns him. He was like, you know what? He's right. I lived through the satanic panic. Man, it changes you. You were the satanic panic. Anyway, this next story is actually a tale about the type of people you don't want to find in the backwoods, which to me is almost scarier than paranormal events. So this is Deliverance? And Wendigos. Sure. I'll let you decide by the end of it. It is by reason, not faith. And it goes a little something like this. I was at a lake in the woods fishing with my four-year-old kid and wife. There was nobody there except us. The lake was surrounded by a dense forest of trees, brush, and the like. We were about 50 yards from our vehicle down a hill at the bank with our poles resting in the water. The fishing was slow, so I decided to test out my new camera. I walked around the general area while my wife sat with our child and tended the fishing poles. I walked up a hill from the bank and through the dense trees to the mouth of a clearing where all of a sudden I see four guys approximately 20 yards away, just out there in the woods. Worshipping the devil. Probably. They looked like a cross between grunge band members and deep woods hillbillies, which is not the look. So bluegrass. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> pretty much exactly. 
He says, I don't know. They were dirty, had unwashed looking raggedy hair and clothes. We were in the boondocks, so take that with you. You know, whatever you want to say. They just stood there looking at me for what seemed like a good solid two or three minutes. The look in this one's eyes of either desperation or malevolent intentions. I played it off and just focused my camera in a different direction. Then I noticed that one of them had somehow managed to move closer to where I was at and I immediately felt really uneasy. I mean, why in the hell were these guys out there so far in the middle of nowhere? No fishing poles, no hiking gear, nothing. The one that had moved closer to where I was at said out of the blue, Hey, won't you come take our picture? Then he kind of half giggled, revealing rotted looking teeth. He had as much teeth as a jack-o'-lantern. So none, I guess. Depends on the artist of the jack-o'-lantern. Well, they don't have teeth. It's a pumpkin. But I, I guess I see where he's coming from. Uh, not to judge this guy just looked very sketchy and I could definitely feel his intentions were not good. I kind of smiled back nervously and just kind of nodded and started making my way back to my family and the fishing spot. As I walked away, I heard one of them in the distance holler, Hey man, come over here. We want you to take our picture. And then heard the others laughing and I noticed they were slowly making their way towards my direction. They were talking amongst themselves and laughing sinisterly. I could not make out what they were saying that good at this point as I was casually but quickly leaving the area. Smart move. How not to get murdered in the woods 101. If he had faith, he wouldn't have had to worry about it. That's right. But, but reason will throw you off and make you a right. chicken. That's true. Yeah. I did make out a few comments like, yeah, I think he's alone. And another say, nah, something, something, his car's right over that way. I'm assuming that was their accent. They could have not had an accent at all, but come on. Everyone listening to the story is like, that's the accent. Right. Scott nailed it. Way to go. Anyway, I finally made my way back down to the bank and immediately told my wife to quickly start gathering our shit and head back to the car. She could tell by the sound of my voice and demeanor that something was wrong. We both half-heartedly packed up, grabbed the kid, and headed up the bank hill to where our vehicle was at. Still the only other people out there. Right as we got to the car, I noticed, and my wife saw for the first time what I was getting away from. They were in the distance coming out of the woods and heading right towards us. We threw our shit in the back, jumped in the car, and started heading out. I didn't want my wife to worry, but had the realization that there was only one way out of there, an old dirt road that meandered through the woods and passed near where they were at. I was afraid we might get cut off, so I floored it and just thought, I will not stop for anything. Which, in that, would you do the same? Like, if you, if these hillbillies were, like, coming for you, would you be like, no matter what happens, I'm not taking my foot off this gas. I will run over four hillbillies right now, won't think twice about it. I don't think I would have been quite as terrified as this reason guy is. Hmm. I mean, it would have been weird, but I also got, get the feeling that if you're out in the boonies trying to get high like these guys probably were, they're going to mess with the person that looks all terrified. True. Well, we're going to see if you would survive this encounter or not. They're like, city folk, let's scare them. <laughs> yeah. And so we continue. As we were making our way out, I had seen something to the right out of my peripheral vision. And yep, it was one of them in full stride running towards us. This time I noticed he had something in his right hand that looked like an elongated tire iron or something. We lost them in the woods just about. So now, you know, he has a tire iron. Are you stopping the car at all? Or are you running them over? I'm not going to run them over, but I'm not stopping the car. Do you have a car. flat tire? He might have. I don't think he did. I don't think he did. Something tells me this guy did not. Well, chasing somebody with the tire irons, pretty bad sign. Yeah. So run him over. If he's in the way. If you got a, yeah, if you got a four-year-old. What if he's um, off to the side of the road? You Run him over. That's murder. Yeah, it sure is. If he's in the middle of the road and he's got a tire iron, you could be like, he had a tire iron. Yeah. 
Why'd you hit him going to 70? Uh, I was scared. Well, I wasn't going to risk it, was yeah. I? My four-year-old and wife, you're the only person there that is, that's got to fight off four hillbillies? Nah, dude. With meth mouth? Hell no, nah, you know? Mm, it's what he gets happening. for walking around and taking pictures of these guys. Yeah. So this time I noticed he had something in his right hand, elongated tire iron. We lost him in the woods just about as they made it to the road. A while later, maybe 30 minutes, we made it to the old country concrete highway that led back to the city. At this point, we saw another vehicle in the distance coming in our direction. A beat up old work truck. I thought, oh fuck, they caught up to us. Then as the vehicle approached, we got a much better look at the occupants. An old couple and the husband looked like an older lumberjack type. Definitely looked like he could take care of himself. They slowed down as they approached, rolled down the window, and he asked if everything was okay and if we were lost. I said, no, we know how to get back to the main highway from here. I told him about what had happened back there and he didn't even seem phased. Just said that we should not be out here alone. There's been some stories. I didn't ask and then he said that he never comes out here without his rifle and his nom knife. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't leave the house without my nom knife. Nom nom nom. I'm assuming Vietnam military knife. I think you're correct. Yeah. Not the nom nom. Yeah, not the nom nom knife. Anyway, we thanked them and got the hell out of there, never to return. Yeah, there's something about creepy hillbillies, man. Hillybillies. Get these hillybillies out of here. Now, that's, and that's a fear of mine, like, because I've had, I mean, and we've talked about it before, where you just kind of have like this instinctual thing happen where you're like, Mm, I need to get out of the situation. Luckily, they were 60 feet away from him when he was taking pictures and stuff. But the idea of just these four redneck dudes in the middle of the deep woods with a long tire iron uh, with, you know, raggedy hair and clothes and sounds, broad teeth. It sounds very stereotypical. Yeah. Come and take our picture, mister. What would happen if he took it? He was like, yeah, sure. Here I come. Dun, dun, dun. And then he gets beat over the head with a tire iron, robbed. His family gets stolen. Bad things happen. You know, I don't have to what say What would it. really happen is he'd take their picture. The big, get, thanks, man. Get back, get back home. And he would just have a picture of the landscape. No. Because they were wearing camouflage? No, they were just ghostly hillbillies. Wow. With a weird accent. Nice. Done by a Californian that lives in Alaska. Hey. Alaska. Hey, this happens sometimes, you know? These yes. things happen. Hey, I don't even try accents, so good on you. I know. I got I to gotta whip one out every once in a while. <laughs> Yeah, so that's a that's a big hell no for me, and one of my big fears, especially like anytime you go in the woods, like I always like if we're going camping and it's like an actual campsite, I'm like, oh, I hope the people near us are not weird. Like I'm a weird dude, but I'm a weird dude that you know obeys the laws of life in general, and I'm, I keep to myself. I'm very you know courteous of people around me. You believe I just in believe in Bigfoot? People. Yeah, I just have weird things that I'm interested in. I don't ever chase people with tire irons. It's not known to happen from me. You don't get that from your boy. You not know? yet. Not yet. There may be a time. Got to just got to we'll lose a couple teeth. Yeah, that's I've lost. Like, actually, you know what? I've lost a couple already. So I'm I'm right on the brink. Yep, right on the brink. But hopefully that doesn't come calling any day soon. All about life choices. That's true. You know what I mean? I don't. But anyway, when it comes to teeth, it's about life choices. Anyway, this next story comes to us from Brooklyn Oatmeal Cookie. Two years ago, myself and two other people were camping in Yellow Bottom, which is in the Cascades of Oregon. About 3 a.m., I woke up hearing what sounded like a bunch of people having a campfire party. I love this story, by the way. Nothing huge, not even scary, just talking, laughing, stuff like that. I was kind of pissed since we specifically came up here to get away from the college kids and such, 
and now somebody had set up camp what sounded like less than 100 yards away. But I couldn't see a fire or light through the tent walls, and since that was my big concern, fire in the woods, I just kind of ground my teeth about it and went back to sleep. About an hour later, I wake up again. This time, somebody's let a little kid start crying. And it's really annoying. Like, not wailing, but just sniffles. That long-term crying that kids do. I listen for about five minutes, and since I'm not a monster, I've kind of got this prickly feeling that maybe there's trouble. You know, little kid crying all alone, where the hell are his parents, etc. I started to get up, and my friend, who I thought was sleeping, grabs my arm, just about giving me a heart attack, and says, don't go out there, just wait. He knows the woods better than I do. He actually sounded scared, so I sit and wait, and yeah, a few minutes later, the crying stops, and the party starts back up. But the weird thing is, I can't really pinpoint now what direction the party is coming from because I was trying to tell if maybe it was a group who had found the kid and now they were all talking together, but I couldn't tell what direction it was from. So here's crying, here's a party, wakes up again, here's crying, and then a few minutes later, crying stops, party resumes. Satanic. Not quite, but I like where your head's at. The party went on for about another hour, just until dawn, then all of a sudden, nothing. Like, cut off in the middle of a laugh, silence. I was completely freaked out by then, and I think I might have made a noise when it just stopped like that. My friend, who hadn't even sat up the entire time, just said, Stick Indians, and mm. then rolled over and fell back asleep. I got up when the sun was finally completely up and made coffee and kind of looked around, but I'm not brave like that and didn't go far. Smart man. But there was nothing. No campfire. No tents I could see through the trees. Nothing. We packed up that day, and I asked him what a stick Indian was, and he wouldn't tell me. Had to come back and Google it, and even now I'm not sure if what's online is true or made up or what. But if you look it up, apparently it's some kind of Yakina forest spirit that lures people out by making noises like crying babies or people having a party and then, I don't know, eats them or something. Kushtaka. So that's my creepy thing in the woods. I don't have any proof, but people who know the Pacific Northwest, it was way up Yellow Bottom past the official camps on the left-hand fork of the main road, down that logging road and right by the river. The campsite with the huge fallen over dead trees. Me? I've never gone back up there since. No, sir. So now we know where to go camping, Christian, because that would make me shit my pants. And I wouldn't even reach for the tent flap. I'd be like, nah, I'm standing here. That crying baby can suck one. I'd Good be luck. like, Scott, grab the microphone camera. We have a podcast. That we just run out into the woods and get eaten by a forest spirit? I don't know. That's... For, for the pod. Yeah, but it wouldn't be for the pod because the proof would be immediately gone. What would need to happen is you would have to get the camera and also have like a microphone or something that you just carry around, like a recorder that you're carrying around. So when you go out and it snatches you, you drop it. And then I find the evidence when the sun comes up and I carry on the podcast without you. Or I make like a cardboard cutout and I set it in the chair and just all the audio clips that I have of you over the last few years, I just use those as you. Just, just know when I go, when that happens and I go outside of the tent, I'm telling the monster. He's, he's in a tent. He's like yeah. a pig in a blanket right now. Easy. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. No, that's creepy, man. That does, it kind of reminds me of like, and that, I'd never heard of that that uh, term, which I feel like is derogatory at this at this point, stick Indian. But it does sound like. It doesn't it. feel like it's like, I don't know, maybe I'm just too woke. Maybe I can't turn off my wokeness, Christian. Sorry. Hashtag not sorry. Just kidding. But it, give, it gives off kind of a Wendigo vibe. Wendigo, Kushtaka. I've even heard some uh, Bigfoot tales that, have some similar things yeah and you look into like like the stories of pan and stuff like that is the same thing where you get lured into the woods 
That's mm. that's a dangerous place. Ah, oh, man. Are you even like remotely curious about what happens to the people? Like if you get lured in the woods and you disappear, where do you go? Are you just dead? Just whatever tree you keel over under. Do you vanish to like the fairy realm? No, you're like, I can't believe I got lost and now I'm starving. Oh, is that all that happens? Interesting. Yeah, you're like, I heard a party and crying babies moments ago and then I just came out here 30 feet from my tent and I died. It's Oops. like somebody with hypothermia. Oh, it's warm. I'm good. Let me take off my shoes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It sounds crazy, but. But could... if you're in a situation like that, do you think that you actually have the cojones to step outside or are you sitting in a tent being like, you know what? No. I'd have to step outside and look because the tent feels very, uh, very much like a trap. You can't see anything. Yeah. But it's also made of like, you know, a very easy to cut material. So worst case scenario, you know, you poke your head out and you see some glowing eyes from the forest staring at you. You cut the back and you're like, nope, see ya. You run. I mean, what are you going to do? Sit in the tent until it goes away and kill or kills you? I know, it's like, damn, too bad they had that very breathable fabric separating me from them. I can't get to them. Yeah. Never truly understood that part, but maybe it is something where it, it can't come out. It can't come out. It has to, you have, it has to lure you into where it's at. That's it, like hunting. That's creepy. That's where, that's where you, you make me poop my drawers is where. What kind of, do you, where do you think they purchase their human scent? Do you think they just find like old hot dogs and rub them all over themselves and then walk into camp? Yeah, that's what I think. No, I wonder they're sitting there. You're just in your tent. And you're like, is that Calvin Klein I smell? Yeah. No, I can't imagine that's the case. Did they shop at Abercrombie? No. Something that just occurred to me. How come Bigfoot never steals the alcohol? Who's to say it doesn't? I've never heard that they have. Also, if there's a lot of alcohol and people are partying and drinking, they wouldn't notice if any was missing. So Bigfoot comes out when they're all passed out drunk, burning because they crashed on the fire accidentally. He's like, oh, what? A, look at these a-holes. Grabs the booze and he's like, all right, back to the trees for me. We've heard a lot of Bigfoot stories. You'd think we'd have one where like, yeah, they grabbed our 12 pack. Who knew that Bigfoot was a fan of Natty Ice? Not me. This show is brought to you by no, definitely not Natty Ice. Anyway, that's a that's a creepy one. That one that one gets me because anything that tries to lure you, and we've kind of talked, we've touched on subjects where things lure you into places, and it just you're like, it's a trap, dude. Admiral Atbar at its finest. You know, you're like, this is a trap. Do not go out there. And his friend so nonchalantly just being like grabbing his arm, being like, don't go out there. I mean, just wait. That's creepy, dude. Because that did that friend experience that before. That friend probably had been warned if he had. Yeah. I mean, just be aware, like, be like, hey, be aware of this stuff. I don't, Why would you be so cool about it? Just so chill. Like, how badass was his friend? Where he's just like, yeah, it's this and just rolls over and goes back to sleep. I don't know. Have you ever really hung out with any hunters or anything like that out in the. Do I look like someone that has hung out with hunters? I mean, we're both from California. So how often do you see me wearing camouflage, Christian? About as often as me. Exactly. Hunters tell like crazy stories and then some of them. I think they hear the story and they're like, oh, I've never experienced that. But when something similar happens where you feel you're, you're just pull it out of the Rolodex of things. Yeah. You're like, oh, I heard about this. Never mind. It's yeah. stick Indians. Yeah. Stay away. I would like to get, we should look, I mean, this is Alaska. We have plenty of hunters out here. We should start looking for some hunting stories. People that have just crazy experiences out there in the dense woods of Alaska. We know there's some out there that, yeah, because there's a lot of woods. Yep. And there's a lot of hunters. There's a lot of camouflage, so hopefully we can find them, but we'll look. We'll look. Yeah, we'll do some looking. If you're, if you're a local listener and you know of someone that 
has seen or heard crazy things in the woods, send them our way because we are very interested in having them on the show. For sure. Yeah. For sure. For sure. So do you want to talk about another devil worshiping camp? I love that. I know you do. So this, uh, this next one is from Interyama. A few years ago, I was doing an escape and evade, which went through the night. There was four of us in the team out in the middle of nowhere in the UK. We were in between two forests about one kilometer apart from each other and had decided the quickest route would be to go through the forest ahead to get to where we wanted to go. It was pitch black and with no lights, we focused on a particular part of the forest to head towards to make our entrance in. As we got to the edge of the forest, we discovered a collection of human skulls lined up which instantly freaked us out. We could also see there was a well-worn path leading into the woods. So yes, what did we do? We proceeded to follow it to see where it went. That's how you end up murdered. Thankfully, that was not the case. I do recall thinking at the time, this is what people do in horror films right before they get butchered to death. Hey, would you look at that? After a bit of walking along the path, we come to a cleared out section. We then see a collection of makeshift huts out of random bits of junk. And as we proceeded further, my mind is racing there could be people in them and if they wake we'd be surrounded i then signal for everyone to retreat out the way we came i must point out it was around two in the morning and we are in stealth mode not a single word is being said we exit the way we entered and give ourselves a good 200 meters or so distance from the forest and take a knee together to whisper what the fuck we just seen as we are all collectively freaking out we then hear from the forest behind us Remember, we are in between two forests. Drumming and what sounded like a, quite a few people, not singing, but humming and chanting. I had a vision of hundreds of people coming running out of the forest towards us, wanting to add our skulls to their collection. For some bizarre reason, during this, I told everyone we would be fine as we were all wearing camouflage. And that's it. That's mm. the move. And face paint. We just lie down if anyone emerged from the tree line. After probably a couple of minutes hiding and scanning both tree lines to check if anyone is emerging, we quickly head back towards the forest with the huts, but way off to the right of the entrance and make a quick exit all the time checking our backs. One of the most bizarre and crazy things to stumble across in the middle of nowhere. I kind of put it down to devil worshippers, which I have encountered before, but that's another story. Man. You know what that the humming and chanting kind of reminds me of and the what? drumming? We used to have a co-host on a show called Heather. So she used to live, her old house apparently was where one of the, I forget what the, the, the chief's name was, but where he was buried, like some native chief was buried in the woods behind her house. And she was saying one night she was sitting there either reading a book or something in her living room or watching TV or something. And she heard drumming and chanting coming from the woods behind her house. And that's, I'm sorry creepy yeah somebody yeah it doesn't even sound like it's trying to lure you out it's almost like something it's just i don't know a ritual i don't know man it's creepy it freaks me out every time but it, this but hearing this person talk about humming and chanting and stuff like that coming from the woods after stumbling across a bunch of weird makeshift huts down a well-worn path that is you know lined with human skulls at the entrance it's a little freaky it's a little freaky deaky you could say to me it sounds almost like they just stepped into another time like back in the day yeah where there's pagans that believed in the skulls being around I mean, it and the chanting and all that stuff that doesn't seem like your typical thing for great britain and also who in that country is wearing camo and have their paint their face painted black that just I, doesn't I didn't say it was a black face man i just they could have just have some camo paint well, on well know? i mean same thing you're it's, out here being racist as hell dude i'm not gonna have it on this podcast right
I didn't, I, I didn't paint my face. They did, but it, it just seems really weird for the British. Yeah, but they're doing an escape and evade. Oh, okay, that makes more yeah, sense. Yeah, so it was like a oh, so maybe they're military tactical thing. Yeah, okay, that makes more sense. <clears throat> yeah, otherwise you're just in camo roaming the forest at two a.m. It's I mean, I could see that in the U.S. Uh, it happens probably daily in the U.S. Yeah, not not you, really any other countries. Everybody yeah. else is like, I can see you still. Yeah, you're not tricking me, right? I see you. You look like a clown. No, it's fine. It is funny how everybody goes to devil worship. Maybe somebody's just collecting skulls. Yeah. I mean, because that's totally rational. I mean, maybe there's a serial killer out there and those are his trophies. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, come on. Does he have to worship the devil? Uh, yeah. Or can like, he just do his bidding? Sometimes I'm like, we're really quick to blame the devil and really slow to blame the humans. Yeah. The devil's like, what the hell, guys? That's yeah. not me. Yeah. Always blaming me. I was over here with Cheeto dust on my fingers watching Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> classic i don't know man it's more fun and dark if it's devil worship though i mean and that's the thing is it doesn't even have to be devil worship like that's that's a phrase that people use when they mean like ritual like ritualistic sacrificial shit they, they say oh it's worshiping the devil and some people probably are worshiping the devil whether they're doing it right or not who knows the fact that you come across something like this and you're like oh this is in the middle of the woods in the middle of nowhere should not be seeing any of this this shouldn't exist and yet here we are you know Something weird is afoot. Could Again, be. Could be. You know damn well it is. I'm not Quit convinced. hiding. Quit I'm... hiding, Christian. You know it. You know this to be true. Search hey, your man. heart. There's a reason I'm wearing camouflage, because I want to hide. Christian, where'd you go? No. All that camouflage, I can't see you. Yeah. You were right. I, I didn't just put blackface on. I put green on, and now you can't see me. Yeah. Before it was blackface. Christian likes the... <laughs> Christian likes to come record the episodes sporting blackface. But <laughs> oh God. it's genetic. This man. is yeah. He can't really help it. Unfortunately, none of this better make the episode. <laughs> oh, it's going ass, dude, man. There's no way it's not people. If you can't have a good time, like you're technically an African American, right? No, stop I've never, lying. I've never been to Africa. You stop. Okay, you're an American American with black face. It's fine. It's not. It's like caramel. It's a tan. Okay, with caramel face. Does that sound you're way cooler to you? You're Is just that... judging me. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm my. I'm my own individual. I can be whatever I want to. That's right. Yeah, you could do that Rachel Dolezal thing and just claim something else too. You're uh, Puerto Rican. I can claim whatever I want. That's right. This is America. Great song. Don't catch me slipping. No, it's fine. I'm not going to go into that. Shout out, shout out, Scambino. So you just think it's a random setup in the woods, right? To bring it back to the fucking story, you just think it's a random setup in the woods. Maybe. Right? Just a weird, ah, this guy likes to collect weird huts, and he likes to collect human skulls. And that's fine. Just like the people in the other story like to hang dogs and skin them from on trees and creep people out with blood and, and candle wax everywhere. And you're like, and that's fine. And this is what we do. Maybe these were sacrifices that, to the forest gods. Of are we pan talking Pan again? Before Pan, even mm. Pan's kind of I don't know what Pan would have been in in that part of the world at that time, but pot. I don't. I don't. Maybe it was mushrooms. Why do you just assume they were smoking pot? I didn't say they were smoking pot. I said before Pan there was pot. Someone is getting this Christian, and it's going right over your head. It is pot and Pan. Oh, I get it. <laughs> okay. I was like, yeah. Uh, Ta -da. yeah. I've never do I have heard, to spell it out for you. I've man. never heard of a one of the gods named Pot. <laughs> I am the god Pot. 
And every, stoners everywhere were like, yeah, dude, totally, man. Yeah. Love you, Pot. I love you. You have my undying devotion, Pot. Man, you're doing all kinds of accents. I know. Today. I really do have a Rolodex of. Was that like a stoner Keanu Reeves? Yeah, it was. There's <laughs> a nice blend between the two. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Uh, what do you say we close out this episode with a Bigfoot story? I like Bigfoot. I like Bigfoot, and I cannot lie. It's I'm not going to go into that. Like the the Gim Gimlet Patterson video. The Gimlet. Get a hold of yourself, Christian. Was such a lie. I don't know. Wow. No, I can't go with that. Wow. I... Bob Gimlin is somewhere out there is listening to this episode, and he's like, wow, Christian, thanks for that. I turned down a million dollars, a million dollars to tell the truth about that story. And we're still talking about it all these years later. Because it happened, Christian. You know how many people have analyzed that footage? Do you know how many like actual people that are very well trained in analyzing video have looked at that footage and been like, that's not someone in a suit? You know, just talking about that video, I have analyzed it, and Sasquatch does have a big butt in that video, and we cannot deny that. Look at it again. I know, and it's not just the butt that's big, Christian. The whole package. He's got junk in his trunk. That was a woman. You're. I can't believe you're- All the- It's milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. I mean, all that right. stuff. Yeah, I know. I know, Christian. And it's fake. <sighs> Someone come get Christian. I really do struggle with that one. I know you do, but you need to, you need to, I will send you some footage, some footage, some videos explaining from people that are anal like video analyzers and that do this shit for a living. That how about the that people go into this. that analyze how people and animals walk that studied that video? They're trying to, prove that oh, God. that this is an actual true video because yeah. it walks like a bigfoot hmm. or you know they went into the whole gate and all that just yeah. move on with your story trust me there's yeah. some science behind that it's actually bigfoot that's what these people say i know yeah i know i've seen the it's very in-depth videos yeah and very true and we all agree christian you included that it was a costume <clears throat> that it was real this one comes to us from jay the nuts very inventive. 77. Says, I saw Bigfoot in the sixth grade. I snuck out one night because I was a little shit back then. <laughs> Classic stuff. Decided to go freak the girls out by jumping on the low roof. Oh, I should say this is sixth grade camp, not just sixth grade. Oh, okay. Yeah, so decided to go freak the girls out by jumping on the low roof. I wasn't thinking about spying then, just to torment. But I saw a teacher doing a patrol, so I decided to revert course and head to the far side of the lake in the woods. Now, this was May in Michigan, so the leaves just started coming out. I climbed a hill, and just as I made it over the top, I seen a shadow move to my right, farther deep into the woods. It was also pitch black, and I could hear a storm coming in the distance over anything else, so I didn't hear it. I thought it might have been a fellow camper, so I called out to whatever it was. I have grown up in the woods, so I had little fear of anything. No response. I thought that it might have been a tree moving. Yeah, because they walk all the time. According to that video recorded that I'm not sure is out yet, but yeah. maybe. Then I saw it move away quicker than before. You know that saying, curiosity kills the cat? Well, that was no different for the en enragement child I was. I decided to give chase to this mysterious thing. I followed this mass up and over another hill, and I suddenly was met by a huge gust front from this storm. Then came the gushing of rain. I was distracted by this for a second, but when I regained focus, the shadow was gone. I had to find it again, so I went wandering in the rain, 
I stumbled around for who knows how long until I was struck by a sickening feeling. I had no idea where the fuck I was or where camp was. I shit myself then and there. Nice. Did he really? I hope so. But that feeling could not compare to the complete bowel removal I was about to have. So he must have actually shit his pants. Where he's like, I'm chasing the shadow in the woods. Oops. I made a I made a no no. Number two. I, I made I, I made a caca. Oops. Duty time. I'm, I'm scared. Yeah. That's what you do when you're scared. You make cacas. It's fine. I'm glad I don't get scared like that. I do all the time. No, I'm just kidding. I've noticed. He said, I decided, fuck the shadow. I need to get back in bed before wakey-wakey time. Okay. Is this, is, is this person still in the sixth grade or is this... This was last week. No. Before, okay, yeah. So before wakey-wakey time, I took a direction and went with it. But then I could hear footsteps over the rain and wind behind me. That meant one of three things. One, this thing was close. Two, this thing was huge. Or three, both. Turns out it was the latter. I turned around and for whatever reason, lightning struck close by lighting up the woods. And there, 10 yards behind me, was an eight foot plus humanoid creature who was in mid stride at me. After the lightning subsided, I froze. Then I yelled, what the fuck? But before I could get the rest of it out, it gave a roar so loud and so close, I could feel its breath on my face. They took off the way I came from, and I was left there with with my newly baggy shorts. <laughs> uh, I might have written this story. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, it, yeah, it took off the way it came, or it took off the way I came from, and I was left there with my newly baggy shorts. I was speechless. I just took off towards the direction I was going before. I erupted on the shore of the lake. I slipped back into camp unnoticed and into the bathroom and just broke down. Later, I tried telling my friends, but they just thought I was joking. Oof. Drugs. He was, okay. he was telling he, me, Christian, I need you to think about this. He was in a camp for troubled teenagers. That's, Why do you think just because he was in a camp, they were troubled teenagers? He wasn't even a teenager. He was 11 he or 12. He was in sixth grade, and he was a troublemaker, and he went into the forest. And pooped his pants. Well, be, And it's his own fault because this weird thing he saw in the forest he chased down he deserved it he deserved wow. it but that leads me to another topic remember back on our kushtaka episode one of the ways to protect yourself was to was urine yeah obviously bodily fluids are the best way to avoid these kind of creatures you think his poop was fluid i mean but technically yeah see now you have to rephrase it don't you that's what we call bodily fluids. I don't care whether it's a bodily solid coming out of the rear. Either way, you're missing the point. Yeah. When you're in the in a dangerous place, there might be a Bigfoot or a Kushtaka or who knows what other cryptids. Cover yourself with urine or whatever, and you're safe. Yeah. We've, yeah that's, we've already talked about that. That's we, just yeah. protect yourself. You're right. I don't know why people aren't listening to us in the past. Now, I mean, the balls in this kid to be you know 11 12 12 years old see something massive moving through the forest and be like yeah i'm gonna check that out yeah Future. yeah it seems like something i should go check out it seems like a, somebody that would grow up to be an adult and it might not be your favorite adult to be around yeah and they'd use terms like wakey 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 for yeah. sure wakey bakey also tell a story about poop in his pants yeah i wonder if he shared that with his friends as well probably not <laughs> he probably left that part he's like yeah uh, yeah, so I say it was coming towards me and I didn't, uh, my pants are still in fine shape. If you're wondering, nothing happened. What it, what, 
I bet you he was like trying to convince his friends and they didn't believe him. And like, look, it was so scary. I pooped I, my pants. I did this, guys. I did this. And they're like, what? And they they never heard the story after that. They just made fun of him forever for pooping his pants. Yeah. And, and now, he, now he's a serial killer. It's like, hey, Greg, it was spicy taco night at camp. We all pooped our pants. All right. You're not special. You're not not special. Yeah. No matter what your rich mom from Michigan said. Yeah. Man, I kind of miss camp. Camp. There were some fun times at camp. You find like a camp love. Did you ever go to camp as a kid? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, It was always like kind of church things for for us, obviously. I think it was us, too. Yeah. But But I remember us praying or something. Yeah. Or something. Christian praying. Christian praying. What a thought. Yeah, but like there was this one camp in California that we used to go to that was there was I had a crush on some girl that was like one of the the wait staff wait staff. She was a, the counselors. No, she was she was my age, but she was like cert, one of the food servants. <laughs> the food servants, God. Oh. I can't figure out what the hell they're called. Lunch ladies. Let's call them that. How's that? So she was one of the kids that couldn't parents really couldn't afford camp, so they she had to work the I think she went there, but she also volunteered. Let's call oh, it. Oh, so she was a good person. Yeah, she was a good she was a good person. Unlike I actually, the rest of yeah. you heathen kids. Yeah, I actually did eventually get the courage to talk to her like right before I left and went home. Oh, figures. Yeah. She was my digital Valentine for like three days three days. Three years after that. Interesting. Shout out. Yeah. So I, but I miss this. I miss like wandering around. There was this this old church that was there that had a piano in it that still worked because that's how pianos work, is they don't just stop working. Yeah. If, um, but yeah, it was a great time. And maybe bring back camps. Let's bring back camps. That's what I'm trying to get at. Fuck the Bigfoot story. Bring bring back camps. I'm here for it. I don't know, man. I've heard a lot of bad story about camps. Yeah. Like there's this guy that wears a hockey mask named Jason that goes to this camp. Yeah, he's a camp counselor. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, you know what? Recently at last summer, Bad Magic Productions, like Dan Cummins and you know, Time Suck and scared to death podcast him and his wife and that production company set up a summer camp for like their listeners and it's called like a, a wet hot bad magic summer or something like that and i was like that is such a cool idea and it looked like it was a hell of a time like all these just a bunch of like podcast fans went out to this camp hung out with them they did live episodes i'm like that is genius branding and marketing that you don't really see too much in this industry comedians joe rogan get on board no. comedians they're inventive. They are. And that's why this podcast is doing so well. I'm hilarious. The fact that you said that is hilarious, Christian. I will say that. Yeah. Yeah. Let me see. What what how's the saying go from Game of Thrones that I can change it? Someone you... who's hilarious does not have to say they're hilarious. Hmm. So like is that the wisdom thing? Is that it's someone who's paraphrased from Tyrion Lannister, probably. No. Hmm. His dad. Yeah, classic. Ty- yeah. Tywin. Tywin Lannister, sure. <laughs> you know. Who could forget? A, a, a true king doesn't have to say, I am the king. True. Shout out Tywin Lannister, I guess. <laughs> Why not? Maybe Machiavelli before that sounds like something he would. Yeah. Tywin Lannister, he's badass. Yeah, right before he takes an arrow to the, the fucking body from his small child, right? That happens. Spoilers. <laughs> spoilers. Yeah. Hey, spoilers. You spoiled the entire show for me, Christian. Do you know that? The entire show. I can know every detail about this show. <laughs> but you don't. I, I bet I do, dude. I bet you could ask me anything. I'd be like, like, uh, if I think on it long enough, I could be like this. And I'd probably be close. Nine times out of ten, I'd probably get it right. Jon Snow's mom? Targaryen? What's her name? His name's Aegon Targaryen, though, right? He's actually a Targaryen. Yeah. He's one of the Aegons. Yeah. But it wasn't supposed to be that way. It was supposed to be Aemon Targaryen. But for whatever reason, the show did Aegon, right? 
There, we don't know what name they were going to use. Huh. There's a lot of argument about it. Well, there you go, man. <laughs> that was one. That was the first thing you asked, and I got it right, dude. You know why? Because I've heard the entire show from you. you I've have watched not. it in my mind. I've watched it so many times in my mind because you're like, this reminds me of this time this happened. And so from here on out, I'm just going to reference everything I know about the show. And I'm going to chuckle. <laughs> yes. So anyway, back to the Bigfoot story. Man, I really hope we see Bigfoot at some point in our lives. We from will. a distance. I see him every day on... Everything that we have in this studio. Oh, I, I mean, I, I meant on social media. I see all these great videos of Bigfoot every day. They're very convincing. Some of them are. There's like a lot more footage is coming out and like photos that are coming out there. You're like, that actually kind of looks... What's sad is most of them, the, the Patterson tape looks better. Well, yeah, because you have a full figure walking through. Yeah, that's oh, pretty hard oh, to beat. Full figure, huh? I see full how Full figured, is. yeah. I was very Body kind. shaming Bigfoot. I was very kind. I said full figured. I didn't say some fat ass Sasquatch walking down the way on the way to the woods. Yeah, I'm not a monster. I'm like that fat ass Sasquatch. Back that thing up, Patty. What you doing? No, it's fine. We won't go there. Even though this is the freaky deaky. So yeah. Again, ballsy kid though. Maybe it's a Michigander thing. Too ballsy. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Especially like the the image setting of like it coming towards you and like lightning striking and just this giant eight plus foot silhouette. I bet I'm good. I see something eight foot tall in the forest. I'm I'm gonna back away slowly. I'm not gonna yell at it. I might be pushed to the point where I have to pray. Yeah. And I see a little silhouette of a man. <laughs> no, I'm just <laughs> it's fine. Um, yeah. Interesting. Interesting story. So yeah, this was just part one of Creepy Campfire Tales. If you have a crazy experience that you would like to share with the show, be it paranormal or otherwise, please paranormal. I am I love paranormal stories with the woods or unexplainable stuff in the woods. It's just there's something creepy about it. And then it makes me every time I go camping, it makes me poop my pants. So if you want to actively be a part of me pooping my pants and me making fun of them, send in those stories, send in those stories to the gang at the freaky the that is a, that's a web address. It is. Yeah. The gang at the freaky deaky.com. I, for whatever <laughs> reason, like when it came first, out, yeah. it sounded really weird to me. I was like, the freaky like deaky.com. Yeah. It's like the first time you've ever mentioned that. Yeah. Yeah. Or find us on social media at freaky deaky pod on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, at TFT Paranormal on TikTok. Talk to us. We love hearing from you guys. We are going to have some new merch up in the store. I am working on the. Bigfoot that we have with the Alaska hand or doing the Alaska hand sign, I should say, is going to be solid and put on beanie. So, nice. yeah, it's kind of hard at that side. It's kind of hard to see the Alaska hand, but just know it's the same thing. I need a new beanie because I lost so do mine. I. I, you know what I need? I need a new beanie that I'm going to order one of these and I'm going to hope that it fits my big ass melon because I ordered a two pack of slouchy large beanies on Amazon. And let me tell you, they were not large enough. Okay, like I specifically look for slouchy because my head is ginormous and it's wintertime. So I'm not rocking the hat that I usually do. And unfortunately, I just look like a I look like a, a dickhead. I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> I was going to say with that head, it's like a Neanderthal. No, thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. Per precisely that. So if you suffer from this problem, maybe one of our Bigfoot beanies will be the answer. Probably not. I actually think it will be. I'm going to try it. I'll let you know. Doctors, in, in future episodes, I'll let you know if it fits big-headed people right. Or doctors if you recommend elsewhere. this 9 out of 10. Yeah. nine or 10 doctors were asked. 9 of them were like, get out of the office. And the other one was like, what? And that was it. 
He's like, I gotta, I gotta let my mullet flow. Let my mullet flow. No, that's not a song. Shout out to uh, <laughs> let my people go. Shout out Moses. Anyway, um, but did he exist? Yeah, Christian For a future episode of Freaky Deaky. Oh God. Oh God. Why Here are you gonna go. judge me? This is actually a theory. Uh, it's that's a crazy. shitty theory. It's that's, crazy. Yeah, it is. It is crazy. But it's a fun ride. You know what else is a fun ride? Goliath at Magic Mountain. Six Flags. Just kidding. I've never been on it. I was terrified of it. 300 foot drop. No thanks. But that's a crazy ride. Why don't you go on that, huh? There's no Bigfoot there. Why don't you go ride the Riddler, if that's still a thing from no Bigfoot 20 years there ago. Either. Yeah, that's true. We need to find a Bigfoot. Maybe next summer, guys. Maybe next summer we go out camping. We find a couple scary stories of our own to share. But until then... I guess you guys will just have to settle for more of these episodes. Yeah, we know that your part of the story will be, I just stayed in the tent. Christian went outside. And that's why he's no longer a co-host. Yeah. I'm like, I played with all those laughing children and mm. the crying ones too. They really do be like that, yeah. And Bigfoot came by and brought me an old duels because he's wow. non-alcoholic. Yeah. <laughs> Bigfoot's the non-alcoholic drinker. That's... No, he gave it to me because he took the alcoholic stuff. Mm, he's, he's like, like I don't. About that. Why even bother? I actually snagged some O'Doul's from teenagers down the street. Uh, this is for you. Sadly, they weren't teenagers. They were husbands that weren't allowed to drink anymore when they were camping. Yeah, because they were watching their figure. Yeah, because they were husbands. But it's fine. None of that matters, and none of this matters either. And nothing matters. Goodbye. Nothing. Nothing <laughs> else matters. There you go. That's another reference. Yeah. Is that stained or no? What is that? Oh my gosh. That's not even close. Metallica. Oh, uh, yeah. That's irrelevant too. But either way, goodbye. <laughs> well, we'll have more of these episodes in the future uh, as we dive into some more creepy campfire stuff. But until then, we'll see you right back here on the Freaky Deaky. You guys have yourselves a fantastic day or night. Whatever you, you know what? Goodbye.
were you trying to play with like foil while I was doing that? Were you grabbing your gum or was that your phone? I thought you were grabbing like the gum where I was like, did it make noise? I I hope not, but you better hope not to. No. I was trying to be quiet. It was already opened. I didn't have to open it. Mm-hmm. Calm down. I refuse. Camping sounds scary. I know. I'm like, we like to escape to nature. I don't think either of us really enjoy Hunting. that. I know. Yeah. We get out with our guns. A pew pew. No. <laughs>